0: Good morning. It's Friday, December eighteenth, two thousand and fifteen. This is Tech Talk today, episode two hundred and twenty-seven. And my name is Chris, and I'm Angela, the uncaffeinated Chris, and uh, the caffeinated Angela. Ca- yes.
1: Oh boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Gosh. Now, no. This is a no. This is a no spoilers zone. We're not talking about Star Wars at all. In fact, this is going to be a lean, mean, rocking machine of the Tech Talk today because we got to get out of here to make room for Angela's recording session. That's
1: interesting that you state it that way because what? you know December eighteenth is the anniversary of something very, uh, you know. Intimate that happened
0: when we were younger. What are you talking about? Nothing. Okay. Oh wow. Anyways, so isn't that crazy? I, I think. 18th. Uh, you know,
1: 16, Remind me towards the end of the show. What?
0: Also, I speaking of intimate things, I need to make mention of uh, some schedule stuff.
1: Yes. For the uh, okay,
0: so we'll get that to the end of the show as well. All right. So let's start with a story that is applicable to you. So in order, to, before we can crack open the news docket, before we can unseal it, we need our special key. That's a key of love. And that comes from our Mumble Room. Time props greetings, Mumble Room. Hello. 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 Wow. Hello. All right. So this is breaking right now, and the dirt is interesting on this one. Angela, brace yourself. Oh, my goodness. Facebook researchers are sparring over Instagram vulnerabilities. What does
1: spar even mean? Pooh, poo, poo, fight, pow. Is, is Kapow, spear punch. spar. Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah, well a security researcher is in a bit of a scrum. Do you like that better? Wow. With Facebook.
1: Boys, they pull out a dictionary or yeah. a like a yeah. threat are wow. throwing them
0: down. Yeah, they're throwing them okay. down. Okay. Uh here's the thing. This dude, Wesley, uh not crusher, uh wine <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. Uh, He got in uh, to uh, Instagram in a big way. He got in real hard. And then, because they jerked him around, he made a pretty detailed post about how he got in. He got the source code of the Instagram website. He got SSL certificates and private keys for Instagram. He got the keys used to sign the authentication cookies. He got personal details of Instagram users and employees. He got the email server credentials. And he got keys for over half a dozen critical other functions.
1: And he won't be arrested.
0: Well, he did properly disclose this uh, to Facebook, and he's now on a blog post. He's documenting uh, the, uh, te- the technical How details. How he did it and why, yeah. Yeah.
1: Great. So, yeah, he's like, hey, guys, look, you have a vulnerability. Let me just tell everybody about it. Is it to force change or well, what? He, like, what's so, his motive?
0: Uh, he he originally went to Facebook uh, with this, uh, I believe, uh, uh, around October timeline or something like that. He Or that's when he got... Actually, before then, he got paid around October. So pay, Facebook even paid him for some of this information. Uh, and essentially what it came down to is they weren't happy with his behavior, his conduct. He wasn't happy with the compensation and the way they were handling it and dismissing him. And so the two things have come to a head and now he's posting it publicly.
1: Wow. OK.
0: And it's pretty major stuff. Uh, Facebook's concerns seem to be split between not wanting the data I obtained to be posted publicly and not wanting the fact that I obtained it to be a public fact. Uh, so he wanted to probably get a little credit for this. Facebook, meanwhile, responded with a statement and said all of the keys to Wein- that Weinberg access have been rotated and all of their avenues by which he was able to access Instagram's infrastructure have been cut off. Is
1: he technically a whistleblower? Is that what he'd be – would he be considered that or protected under that?
0: Well, no, I don't know about protected, but I guess he's sort of blowing the whistle on them not properly – securing their infrastructure
1: you know yeah I mean I have an Instagram account but I could give a crap less you know really
0: so Arch, uh, Arch Uber Valley is asking why would you take an Instagram issue to Facebook because Facebook owns Instagram
1: oh yeah <laughs> yep it does
0: yeah that would be why uh, yeah so uh, interesting nonetheless anybody in the mumble room have any thoughts about sort of these kind of big disclosures and uh, that kind of stuff
2: well Facebook doesn't have the best reputation when it comes to actually handling out the compensation uh, it's not the first time that they just uh, go and find an excuse not to give the compensation. Um, they either say, oh, you did it, but you didn't document as much, or you first told someone else. It's not the first time that they, that they have not paid people, really and the yeah. fact that he's going and, they did pay him the tri-
0: they gave him a $2,500 bounty and then the other thing they said is oh and by the way uh, that weak accounts issue where you got into some of people's accounts yeah we don't think that's within the bounds of our bounty program so we're not going to pay you for that
1: wow
2: yeah, exactly so it's like now you take you're reducing the value they already have a very strict path you actually have to get to, the, to sensitive data for them to consider a legible hack
1: hackers unite
2: <laughs> well, and then it
0: does go public. I mean, that is sort of their pressure, right, to, to push back against that kind of behavior. Yeah. Uh, so but this but is actually, breaking today.
1: I wonder
2: if I- but, but actually, this is the thing. One of their requirements in their in their um, program is that you get to actually access sensitive information. Because otherwise, they don't regard it as a, a major bug, so you don't get a big payout.
0: He was able to dump the contents of a local Postgres database to find 60 employee user accounts, including encrypted passwords. Wow. Twelve of which he was able to crack. On October 21st, he told them, and then a day later, he told them about the user accounts he's able to crack. So he told them on October 21st. It's not a long – that's not a long, long wait. But he has a really good post, or there is a really good post, uh, and we'll have it linked in the show notes. That really uh, goes into some great detail about how it all works, screenshots of what he got access to, including their admin panel right there. There's a screenshot of the admin panel that they got. Nice. You can find out all about that. Speaking of cracking things, a developer claims to have officially broken or jailbroken the PlayStation 4. Uh, He says now uh, that if you have a PS4 and want to run homebrew content, then you might be happy to know the developer, has this has this jailbreak. PS4 is now officially jailbroken over the weekend. He took to Twitter to make the announcement. Uh, So you can now get, uh, I guess, besides posting an open-source PlayStation 4 SDK, so you can now get the open-source PlayStation 4 SDK on GitHub uh, he said he analyzed PS4 security twice and explained the PS4 hacking. I, I haven't gone through the details of it myself, but uh, he went into the some details about Sony's proprietary Orbis OS, which is based on FreeBSD, which sounds kind of fascinating. And uh, went into some details about earlier firm, firmwares for the PlayStation. So the idea could be sort of now that this is out there uh, – I, I remember the last time something like this happened, it start, it kicked off a whole landslide of events. I wonder if this is going to not be met with that same sort of harsh response. Um, I don't have a PlayStation 4, but one of the things I loved about the original Xbox that I had is that I could back up my games to the drive, and then years and years and years and years later, I was able to take the Xbox out of the box before the dogs peed all over it. And yeah. happens. And then I was able to play those same games way after I no longer had the media. It was super nice and really cool. Uh, and it... it these boxes can, be, can do so much more than what they're just locked down to do. So right. I think this jailbreak thing is pretty neat. And the, there, is some, there is some legal precedence for, to allow people to jailbreak their own devices. So I just don't know if there's, I don't know if there's any legal protection for distributing the jailbreaking tool. Uh, anyways, any thoughts in the mum room on the PlayStation 4 jailbreak? Uh, I don't know how long-lived it'll be since um, Sony's trying to push their um, view platform or their TV viewing platform. So maybe it'll be fought with some backlash because I'm hmm. sure they want to, yeah, you know, put DRM on there for media companies and things like that.
2: I actually, yeah. think this will be good for them. PlayStation Four hasn't been quite the success they expected, and honestly, what has made a lot of consoles super popular? The ability to crack it. That would be interesting. 3. Look at PlayStation Three. PlayStation Three, well, um, ha- once it, while it had the ability to use to install other OSs, wasn't really cracked. Adoption was relatively high, but you know, once people started hacking on it, then you know, it got the system got more interest because users were trying to see if they would get more out of the device. Now that it has been cracked, people will see it's a more valuable device. You can play with it.
0: I hope so. I would be more interested to pick one up. Uh, I want to mention something just kind of quickly before we get into uh, a a familiar topic here on the show. Netflix has an interesting blog post about some pretty cool per-title encoding optimizations they're doing. The background of it, and if you are curious about video encoding at all or do your own video encoding, some really interesting research went into this. And it also means that you may soon be able to enjoy uh, a a really good-looking Netflix picture with uh, less bandwidth required. They went through and did some examples in here. Of some tweaking they did, uh, the top picture here was their original encoding at uh, 5,800 kilobits per second. The bottom one now uses only six 4, hundred and forty kilobits, so it's less wow. bandwidth but looks just as good, and they're hoping that means over cellular or... Uh, What they also hope that means is devices that previously disqualified for HD streams will now be able to qualify for HD streams from Netflix. So I bring that up in the context of a story that I have been on my soapbox now for a few weeks. The FCC would like to speak to AT&T, Comcast, and T-Mobile about their sponsored data plans.
1: Yep, good. I hate them all. Like, yeah. We covered this last week on TikTok today. If you didn't catch that, you should go back and listen.
0: Yeah, and it's been kind of coming up more and more with T-Mobile's various plans that make you sound like an animal that are destroying net neutrality tom wheeler the chairman of the federal uh, communications commission told reporters thursday that his office has sent letters to the companies to quote make sure we're informed as to what's going on now who the hell knows what that actually means could mean right. nothing uh comcast said on uh yesterday thursday that it's it's happy to cooperate with the fcc's fact-finding mission we're reviewing the letter and we'll respond as appropriate said michael bull rms the spokesman for at&t I love this line. I love this line. We remain committed to innovation without permission and hope the FCC is, comma, two. T-Mobile said it's looking forward to talking to the FCC about its zero rating program. hey ho, We (laughs) believe it's absolutely in line with net neutrality rules, according to a T-Mobile spokeshole. So Spokes There you go.
1: Is that what you just said? That's what I said. Spokes hole. <laughs>
0: so uh, hopefully we'll have something actual worthy of reporting upon, and hopefully it's not just the FCC saying, "Okay, well, as long as you don't give special privileges to some people," uh, but that's not actually a story yet. So we will wait, since we have a short show today. I want to talk about something that is really disgusting. Congress has <laughs> snuck a surveillance bill into the federal budget. Bill last night, something that's almost
1: God. they shouldn't be able to amend or append anything yeah. to bills like yeah. this so stupid.
0: Yeah, it is a nice one. It's the full final CISA, uh, which passed the Senate in October. Uh, but with, with even more privacy stuff removed, even more sharing provisions added, uh, critical, critical provisions have been stricken from this. Uh, and uh, it gives the NSA way more more uh, access to the data, and it has just been tucked right in to the funding bill. Ladies and gentlemen, CISA is coming to a Christmas New Year's near you. Hmm. Yeah, probably right around New Year's. See, I think at one time the, when the NDAA was signed into law, it was literally like January 31st, like at 11 p.m. or something like that. Ridiculous. So, yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Moving on. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, okay. Follow-up to another story last week. A man was arrested in the VTech site psych- hack. Uh, did you hear about this one, Ange?
1: Oh, geez. The no. Kids, this,
0: is, this was a hack that a bunch of kids like tablets and webcams, mm-hmm. they got compromised. And, of course, the videos and pictures were stored online, just like available just to easily grab. So pictures of kids and parents with their kids and webcam Aww. feeds and stuff like that.
1: I hate those devices anyway yeah
0: yeah yeah. well good news good news 21 year old man in connection with the hack has been arrested gigabytes of data 12 million people were in the compromise so he lived about 30 miles west of london you totally called it Ange. you said it's always those guys near london
1: i did not (laughs) jeez louise
0: (laughs) i know i'm just trying to get you in trouble It's because i'm really excited about our kickstarter of the week so i want to make sure we don't run out of time before we get get to the (laughs) kickstarter of the week all right more news Okay, one more story before we get to the Kickstarter of the week, because we've got some news to get to, and, uh, we're gonna, and we also have some scheduling stuff and some swag stuff to talk about. Yes. Holy smokes. Yep. We should do the swag thing next. Okay. Let's do the swag thing next. All right. So uh, first, let's talk about this new Windows authentication flaw. A researcher uh, has uh, found this issue that can put Kerberos to sleep, which is the authentication ticket stuff. Uh, he exclaimed that it's a devastating flaw In the Windows Kerberos authentication system, the vulnerability cannot be fixed, and the only solution is to use Microsoft's Credentials Guard program to prevent passwords from being stored in memory. According to an extensive blog post, the flaw results from how third-party authentication systems create secret keys by using passwords associated with a disabled username, the K-R-B-T-G-T user. Uh, that password is rarely changed, making it possible to bypass authentication systems altogether and allow an attacker to grant themselves admin privilege, as well as create secret passwords for existing users and new passwords that don't exist. So there's this default Kerberos user in Windows. The keys are generated based off that user's password, and that user's password's almost never, ever changed on anybody's system. Right. And so it's easy to guess the source of that. Although some of the entry points are limited, the system will seek to validate accounts for 20 minutes because it's possible to create fake users without limit. It's possible to access the system instantaneously. Kerberos is the default authentication protocol in Windows networks and authentication clients and servers. A flaw in the system noticed last year, for example, would enable an attacker to compromise an entire network, including installing programs and deleting data. This flaw appears to be very similar. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. I I felt like I had to sneak that in there since... uh, we don't have uh, – we have TechSnap for this week was a big episode. And then we just did two really awesome different kinds of – like Alan's favorite things. Mm-hmm. He, he went all like uh, Sound of Music and picked his favorite things <laughs> from TechSnap past. Mm-hmm. And so we have an episode on Christmas that's going to come out uh, from Alan's favorite things. And then on the New Year's episode, we have a really cool retrospective for 2015. So this didn't make it in there. Mm-hmm. So we had to cover it right there. Now, Angela, before we get to our Kickstarter of the week, we do have a swag update. This week, we have swag in Tech Talk Today, but not for Tech Talk Today.
1: Correct. Yeah, last week, if you recall, we did the Tech Talk Today swag. And, and actually, over the last two weeks, I have had a swag item for every show. If you go to our Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Jupiter Broadcasting, you can see what they were um, so far. And it's kind of great because like the Linux Unplugged one was a thumb drive that you plug in, which is Hilarious. Great for,
0: great for ISOs. Get it? Get it?
1: <laughs> and uh, anyway, the Tech Talk Today, uh, it was this lamp that is visible on the it's screen. It's hard to right get now. a good
0: shot of a lamp, but that's not it bad. is.
1: But yeah, no, well, I like it. And, uh, the Tech anyway, Talk
0: Today lamp is probably my favorite thing, though.
1: It is. And they're all different things. Yeah. But, uh, There's to, a lot of good stuff. Today, in the Tech Talk Today show notes, there will be a swag link for Faux Show because, as a lot of you hardcore Faux Show fans know, the Faux Show hasn't aired for Oh, well, a couple months now. But it's not because it's, it's at an end. It's just that we haven't found time in our busy, separate lives. So um, we hope to have that come back this new year. But you have 24 hours to click on that swag link. And in the
0: show notes for this episode. In the
1: show notes for this episode. And at the end of that, I will randomly choose a winner. And the only qualification is that you had a successful November payment. doesn't matter which level you're at. You just have to be a contributor. Cool. And then uh, if you missed any of these, like, oh, there's the TechSnap mouse pad, um, I will be doing another one in January, another giveaway, one for so each
0: show. So does that imply maybe if they're in December, if they have a successful... Yeah,
1: day? if you have a, de- a successful December payment, mm-hmm. I will be doing this again in January. Cool.
0: All right. So are you ready to uh, kick open... Oh, get it, and Kick open? Are you ready to kick open the Kickstarter?
1: Yes. Kick it! All
0: right. So I've been defeated... For the last few weeks in a row, yeah. this week, yours, I don't know if we can call yours a success or not. Did
1: anybody buy it? It, <laughs> definitely, it
0: definitely raised attention. Yes. <laughs> uh, get it. Yes. Uh, so, now this was week- was kind of hard. This week, my project, 334 backers, they have a goal of $185,837. They've currently raised $154,694. Oh, with hey. 28 days left to go, they could very well become a winner. Yes.
1: Uh, him all right is in the chat room. He's the one that won the Tech Talk Today Lamp. Cool. Yeah. I haven't ordered it yet, but I, I will. Soon. And so, then you'll have it in two days.
0: I'm about to unveil boy, you totally killed the momentum on Unveil. My, I'm oh, sorry. No.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It, a lot of a lot of backers it's a, very close lots to of money. with
0: twenty eight days left to go. It's close to its goal. I want you to expand your minds and consider the possibilities. And also why we might need to jump on this before it is shut down by the powers that be, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Fly your personal frickin' flying robot. No. What? Just <laughs> what do you mean no? What do you mean no? I I don't know about this. Check this thing out. 2016 right here.
1: There should be a new Back to the Future series with this type of stuff. <laughs> Look at this thing. Come that, on now. That's kinda cool. This is the new vlogger thing, isn't it? Oh, this would be great for camera shots. It's another drone, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What's the point? Where's the person? You can't just have stuff flying around.
2: I'm co-founder of Fly. I'm really passionate about new technologies, and I naturally fell in love with drones when I first met them a few years ago. I'm convinced that in the future, we'll have flying robots around us, helping us in our daily lives. But before that, we must overcome a few challenges, in particular with respect to safety and usability. Oh, so the reason cool. Fly is to go back to the drawing board and invent the flying robot of the future. It had to be safe, robust and with a great user experience. We've been hacking around in my attic for about a year, building prototypes out of wood and DIY electronics. And after many, many trials, Fly eventually stayed in the air and proved to us that it was uh, all possible. So, based on this, we managed to convince uh, Pierre Loest, who is a famous Belgian uh, entrepreneur but also a talented drone pilot. He became really enthusiastic about the project and decided to invest. When I saw for the first time Fly, I completely understood that it wasn't a drone. It something It's like, it's like drawing from a Da Vinci or a, or
0: a Spielberg. Is that what it says? A Spielberg? I can't really cut off. Take Fly in, mind, Take fly in on your project. hands. Yeah, and, and, it's, still
1: and oh. it's still cut off.
0: Oh. It's still cut off. Oh. Right? Oh.
1: As a camera, obviously. And stabilization looks of some kind. What makes Flying
0: Design so innovative? It's made of a single shielded propeller and four control vines for stability.
2: It has the same size and weight of a soccer ball. It's packed with sensor, a powerful onboard computer, an HD camera, and a Wi-Fi connection. Oh. We wanted fly to be smart and autonomous, so you don't have to be always piloting it. You can select a simple
0: mission through the mobile app and just enjoy the live stream. Troll the perimeter. So, as you probably guessed, it runs Linux. Uh, oh, you control it from your cool. smartphone. It's got a Linux computer on there. And they have different price points in here. Uh, so, what do you think of the concept? Let's just go with the concept. HD well, camera on board, seven different types of sensors, including GPS, accelerometer, ge- geometer, magnetometer, uh, sonar, optical flow, altimeter. Uh, it has protective grids.
1: What's the point? Like, have they, Do they say at any point what it would be used for?
2: Chair do you have any ideas what you'd use it for? If you are a police officer, uh, a radical sports practitioner, you have a use case. If you're not, you just waste your money.
0: I think it's par- partially. I think it's a new take on the drone concept. So it's it's sort of like instead of having this weird airplaney thing with four you know quad quadcopter type thing, this is a kind of a simpler, more elegant, and also with the way they've done the padding, you could actually walk right into it and it doesn't hurt you.
1: Right. Huh. You know, uh, I was uh, telling my story about my battery dying on the freeway Mm -hmm. the other day and and I was commenting about how a cop pulled over and, you know, walked up. And of course, I couldn't unroll my windows, so I had to reach over the passenger side door and open it. And the first thing he said was, ma'am, did you know you're on camera? And it's like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm totally choosing to sit on the side of the freeway with my two kids in the back, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but it's because I was on his dash cam. Mm -hmm. So I, I could picture a cop getting out. Throwing that, mm-hmm. throwing that camera in the air, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um,
0: getting some, getting a little fly around of the vehicle or something
1: like that. Yeah, because I, I, guarantee, and I haven't, I don't, I don't know, but I guarantee that cops that have the ones that are on their person.
0: <laughs> w says that this is his reaction if it was a police drone coming up to him. No, go away, go <laughs> away.
1: <laughs> no, go away.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, all right, so good concept though. Do you guys think it's a good concept? Tell me, good concept. It's not a bad. It's I like think. It's,
2: I think it's a, it's a, it's a just a revamp. I mean, in terms of what drones can do for it's you, it's the drone that's to fly around the matter,
0: office.
2: Yeah, but what, what in the end will matter is what always matters: how long does it fly? Yeah, yeah, that is true. I like. Until we solve that, I don't see really a big use case for it, especially because it doesn't carry anything. It might, the maximum that it can do is record you or show you some type of notification. And in that sense, it's like an intimation machine. What?
0: So I think I think they have an interesting concept here. Uh, I don't know if I need to back it, but I think there's probably somebody in the audience that might. I think, I think this is – I'm going to consider this one a successful Kickstarter. I think it is. I think it's an interesting idea. I like that it runs on Linux. So it could run – it could be – technically it runs Linux.
1: Is it sending back a live feed?
0: Yes, it has a live feed back to okay. your smartphone. So you can uh, –
2: Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: That's kind of neat. They're hiring too, by the way.
2: Hmm. So – there's already some companies uh, that have projects related to farming that they go and uh, check the perimeter of your farm sure, and that sure. stuff. And in that sense, like the camera makes sense. But when you're talking about an internal, I can only see if the like if I was an adver- if I owned an advertising company. You know, it had some holographic display or some sort. Oh, you know, just could pop up. I don't Please. like what I,
0: what I think this could be used for in the office. I don't like. Like, I'm picturing a call center where the manager of a call center is auditing the behavior of their employees. And I'm picturing, you know, like factory yeah. floors where you're going around and getting video feeds of the factory workers to exactly. make sure that. I don't like that stuff.
2: Well, and do you There's see. There's no real use cases for regular people. Use cases for control.
0: Well, this would be. Would you? What about sending this upstairs to go check on the kids when they're playing Minecraft? If you're downstairs making dinner,
2: yes. Terrible idea. There is an algorithm already that makes your baby monitor reflect the movements of the baby, amplified so that you can actually be sure what's happening. So, wow. WW, what's your uh, use case for this?
0: Uh, why aren't they using this in Las Vegas? For I, I know they have like hundreds of thousands of cameras in Vegas, but hmm. the face recognition could be really. You uh, oh, man! me yeah. uh. yes, you're just creeping me out. You're creeping me out. Stop it! Now that now I had all these great ideas about you know like
1: innocent I, things. To here's use what my, you want to know. My you
0: want to know what my idea was? My idea was you Throw put it a, over a cliff. No, well that would be for great photos. But no, <laughs> you put a Mycroft or an Amazon Echo or a Google Now or a Hey Siri type uh, uh, interaction in that thing, and that thing just flies me around the studio. Flies, flies. Hey, do this thing. Hey, hey. Do this thing. And that would be a useful thing, but it would have to be able to run all day long, because that's how I go all day. That's what ha- but anyways, I'll have a link in the show notes, you guys, if you maybe want to back it out there. I say it's a cool concept.
1: Rekai says, clearly, we need one for live shows.
0: I think on the road, this could be cool. You know, this would be great for his external shots of the rover. Because that's our hard thing when you're driving to get an external shot of your own rig. So if I But could how quit-
1: fast can it go? <laughs> well, no, I'll drive slow just for the, just oh, for the yeah, shot. Oh, sure. yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, and then speed it up. Yeah. Use <laughs> <laughs> a hyperlapse. All right, so uh,
0: this is going to be the last Tech Talk of the year, I think. Because let me look at the calendar real quick here, Ange. Do a little math with me. Because uh, next Friday is Christmas, and then the yes. Friday after, that's New Year's. Yep. Yeah, so this is the last Tech Talk of the year, uh, but we could definitely use your support. I was hoping we would break 600 in uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we're maybe you can get us as, maybe you can get as close to the to that finish line as possible. Patreon dot com slash today, and don't forget if you have a successful December payment, you are pretty much qualified for that swag. Then You just have to click a link, mm-hmm. click a link in the show notes, and there you go.
1: And there's two more swag shows left, and that's Faux Show and Women's Tech Radio. Patreon Those...
0: and, oh, and well, and also what about next week? What about next month? You said well, January, I meant for right?
1: for November for yeah. the ah, yeah. Successful okay. November things. So there's two more and then, and then we'll do the yep. – I, I, I think it will be called Swag for the New Year. Cool.
0: Uh, Patreon.com slash today to help support the network and get in on that. So today's Star Wars Day. I mean there's no way around it. This is Star Wars Day, right? I mean I, I have yeah. been so far spoiler free. Something else happened this week though. And as a longtime Star Trek fan, lifelong Star Trek fan, I, I, I have to just sort of stake my claim right here in this moment. And there was a Star Trek trailer that came out. Did you see it? Did you see the new Star Trek trailer? No. <sighs> okay. okay. That's fine. I'm not going to play the new Star Trek trailer because I don't want to get the show taken down. Okay. But the new Star Trek trailer has generated a lot of controversy. Hmm. Too much action. Not Star Trek. Star Trek is about exploration, about new life and new civilizations. Wow. Star Trek is about, and this is supposed to be a new direction for Star Trek, not campy Hollywood you know, uh, overdone for the average person who doesn't like Star Trek. This is supposed to be Star Trek for the fans. And so everybody's upset.
1: Right. Didn't they say, just don't do it? Rick,
0: I see this like Galaxy Quest too. Yeah. Yeah. Other
1: people said, just don't do it.
0: People have gone around and tried to get the original cast reactions on video camera to see, have you seen this travesty to get the original cast to react? And so I just want to take a moment as a lifelong Star Trek fan to reflect on the fact Every single Star Trek tra- teaser trailer that's ever come out has been like this. This is always how the reaction has been for the oh, Star Trek and then fans.
1: The, and then the movie is amazing. Well, the, the movie's just never anything like the teaser, ah, ever. I, I present
0: see. you Exhibit A, <laughs> Star Trek First Contact, arguably the best Star Trek The Next Generation movie, had a great balance of action and classic Star Trek from 1996. I present you their teaser trailer, just in balance, to the new Star Trek trailer that you've probably seen recently. See you back here uh, in 2016, everybody! Holy cow! Say twenty. Say goodbye, Edge. Bye. There you go. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
2: Imagine a race of beings possessed of one mind, driven by one will, intent on one purpose, to seize our past and control our future. So the course of Earth maximum warp now one
1: captain against orders Red alert. all hands to battle stations
2: must succeed where all others have failed it looks like the control decks 26 up to 11 they have assimilated more than half the ship. surrender yourself or we will destroy your ship the line must be drawn here On November 22nd, resistance is futile. Star Trek First Contact